from San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Frug Life. So this week I saw some interesting news. Apparently, Elon Musk has now surpassed Warren Buffett in terms of net worth. And now you might be saying, Ricky, just last week you criticized the idea that concentration, not diversification, builds well. And look at Elon. Elon is concentrated in tech. Not just that, but his net worth is tied up in just a few companies. At least that's my understanding. Warren Buffett is the guy that preaches about diversification being a free lunch. And if you look at his company, Berkshire Hathaway, it is very well diversified. In fact, I have a story about that. I took an institutional investing course in college. We had a trading assignment. We had like $100 million to invest in the market. It's like fake money for the class, right? And there was some rules, though. We had to enter into positions that would make us money over the course of the class is the goal. But we couldn't buy or sell. We just had to buy, I think, five stocks or so at the start of the class and hold it for the whole period of the class. And there was another rule that we had to invest in individual stocks. We could not invest in index funds or mutual funds. And I didn't really like that last stipulation. I thought the stock market would go up in general, but I really didn't want to pick just a few single stocks. And so I invested in Berkshire Hathaway because it's basically a fund of sorts. It has investments in countless other companies, Coke, Airlines, Banks, Apple, Kraft, Moody, so many companies. When we presented our positions to the rest of the class, our professor had a guest who I believe was an institutional investor, and he commended our group for our clever way of getting around the rules by investing in Berkshire Hathaway because we could not invest in index or mutual funds. It was a fun presentation. But if the Oracle of Omaha has been beat following his advice, what chance do we, normal people, have? Well, like I have said before, if you only look at the successful, or in this case, the ludicrously successful, you get a skewed view. I saw a great video on YouTube recently that I'll link down below about survivorship bias. And there's an example in the video that I've heard other places too, about planes in World War II. So the British were trying to figure out how to improve their planes. And they looked at the planes that were returning to them from battle and studying where the bullet holes in the planes were. And they noticed that on the planes that were returning, most of them were shot in the wings. And of the returning planes, none of them were shot in the engine. And so they decided, well, if the wings are what are being hit, then that must be what we need to reinforce, right? To protect the areas that are getting hit. But the problem is, if you look just at the planes that are coming back, you realize something. And that is that the planes that get hit in the wings and not the engine come back, and the planes that were getting hit in the engine fail and don't return. And so actually, the conclusion is the opposite of what you might think. The engine needs more armor, not the wings because the planes were able to survive getting hit in the wings. And the video makes the same point, basically, that I'm making here. That if you look at the most successful people, there is a huge bias in that, because you are looking at the survivors. 
I've been reading this book lately, The Obstacle is the Path. And basically the premise is that despite hardships, not even despite hardships really, that because of hardships, we get to where we are in life. And I've also been thinking about some of Malcolm Gladwell's books. Having a hard childhood isn't good. But for some people, some exceptional people, have hard childhoods and come out stronger because of it. If you look at CEOs, perhaps a quarter of CEOs are dyslexic. And in his book, David and Goliath, Malcolm Gladwell talks about this. That for some people, being dyslexic, that obstacle helped them become who they were today to transform them into a ultra-successful individual and that they needed that struggle to get there. When asked if they would wish dyslexia on others, universally, they will say, no, they don't, despite the fact that that obstacle helped them become the successful person they are today. So I think great trials like that come at great costs, that while for the select few that do succeed, there's many other people with similar trials that don't, that don't achieve the same amount of success as the ultra-successful. So let's loop this back around to Elon's story. Elon did something that was very risky in a way, and very brave in a way too, and he, at least to some degree, got lucky. Not to talk about Malcolm Gladwell for a whole episode. In his book, Outliers, he talks about how successful people are often more likely to contribute their success to their hard work versus luck. And that is the premise of the video I shared, too. That just work alone, hard work alone, isn't enough. There's a lot more that goes into success than just working hard. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't work hard. Working hard is definitely the first step. But ultimately, you don't really need to be ultra successful in life. You don't need to become a billionaire to be successful in life. You can be content with a lot less and possibly much happier. All right, let's have a quick break. Welcome back. Wherever you are in life right now, I hope that your challenges are at the right level for you, that they don't overwhelm you but they also encourage you to grow. In a way, ultimately, that's what life is all about. Challenges and overcoming them. I don't have some hokey story about growing up poor and overcoming obstacles and some rags-to-riches story to share with you. But I can say over the course of this podcast, I have grown and become a better person. And I hope you have too for listening to it. I'm not going anywhere, but I just wanted to take a moment and thank you, my listeners, for listening to this show. I'm always here for you if you have questions you want answered, so please send them in. And really, any requests that you might have, if you have a content idea, I'd be happy to entertain it. Please write into the show. All of the uh, info should be in the show notes for getting in contact with me, or you can do it via Twitter, Instagram, whatever works best for you. Thanks again for listening, and stay frugal. Having a hard childship 